I have a hard time believing there's anything in his environment that was so toxic that gave his young, healthy dog bladder cancer and no one else is sick. Welcome to Dog Cancer Answers, where we help you help your dog with cancer. Hello, friend. Thanks for joining us today for a Listener Line episode. Patrick wrote to us with some questions and desperately in need of support for his very young dog with a bladder mass. To answer his questions, we're joined once again by veterinarian Lauren Barrow. Dr. Barrow, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Patrick sent his question in by email, so I'll read it. Hi. After recent ultrasound, my one-year-old Irish setter is confirmed to have a bladder mass three and a half centimeters by two centimeters. It is near the trigone region, impeding ability to urinate. We sent in the BRAF test and are awaiting the cystoscopy appointment. One, can you estimate chances this is transitional cell carcinoma? If it is, is there any chance of long-term survival? Two, is it unheard of at the age of one? If caused by environmental factors, is it possible to develop it in such a short time frame of exposure? I understand the genetic component, but only have info from the breeders stating the line of 55 total dogs, all free of TCC, and only two others presented with cancer after the age of 10. I feel terrible and hope it was not anything we allowed him to be exposed to. Thank you for your time and any resources you can provide. Oh, poor Patrick. Dr. Barrow, I know you understand that pain of feeling guilty about, was it me? So let's start there. Let's start with that question. I am very certain he did not do this to his dog. So as far as TCC specifically, we don't know exactly what causes it any more than we know exactly what causes any cancer. There may be some genetic components, as he was talking about. Certain breeds tend to get it more often. I know I've noticed that pattern. I didn't think Irish Setter was one of them, but there have been some studies where they were looking at exposure to toxins. There's one that I ran into about some sort of lawn herbicide that maybe increased that. There's other risk factors that you'll see repeatedly urban living, which they think might be linked to toxins in in our environment. Obesity, which is probably more of an inflammatory kind of side effect. So there's certain things that you'll see popping up over and over with cancer in general that may or may not apply to TCC. And one thing that I've always thought was very interesting about dog cancer and human cancer is that we have pretty similar rates of cancer, pretty similar types, pretty similar treatments. And that's because we evolved in the same environment. We share a lot of the same environment. And so I don't think that there, I don't know Patrick, but I have a hard time believing there's anything in his environment that was so toxic that gave his young, healthy dog bladder cancer and no one else is sick, that would be proof of my guess that he did not cause this. Mm -hmm. And the fact that his basically puppy got cancer is one of the big tragedies of cancer. It does not care. We study trends and we think we know certain things about what makes a cancer more likely, 
what's a risk factor. And it's things like age and toxins. And we're always looking for a reason. But sometimes it's just a bad luck mutation. Who knows? Wrong place, wrong time. It takes one cell to not get the memo that it was supposed to die at the end of its life to clone itself and make a tumor and wreak havoc and have catastrophic, heartbreaking results. And that's the nature of cancer. And that's why we hate it so much. And I'm sorry that happened. It's heartbreaking, but you can't blame yourself. It's not your fault. You did everything right. I could tell. That's right. He cares. Yeah. Patrick, you didn't do anything wrong. Cancer is one of our oldest diseases. And we had a genetics expert, Dr. Charlotte Hacker. We spoke to her just a couple of weeks ago for the show. And she said the same thing. There's all of these systems in the body that double check should the cell divide. And there's all these checkpoints that the cell has to go through. And one step in those multiple systems can cause cancer. Every day, every cell is going through these checkpoints. And it just takes one time, one mistake. And it's really unfair. It is. So it's not something you can be in control of. It's at a cellular level and there's multiple checkpoints. Right. And I think also that the grief of having someone you love have cancer, part of that is that you get some guilt. Almost everyone will. I've experienced that myself, but also had a lot of clients that, you know, they brought their dog or their cat to me and they want to know what they did wrong. What should I have done differently? I want to get another puppy, but I don't want the same thing to happen again. Should we move? I've been giving it filtered water now. Like you didn't do this. This is mean science happening again. Right. It is what it is, but you can't take that on yourself. All you can do is appreciate every day. And if you are unlucky enough, your dog, your cat, your loved one is unlucky enough to get hit with that super, super bad luck, then you do the best you can every day and you run with it. But don't live in the past and question yourself. And I think it's fine you ask the breeder because if they did come up with some sort of a genetic link or yeah, all of our puppies have TCC, I think that we should go figure out why right? <laughs> and do a study on that line of dogs yeah, <laughs> and figure out what is going on there because that's not what we find. You know, I think he was doing his due diligence and he was probably operating on some guilt and some automatic love responses there, grief Mm -hmm. working to call them up. But I don't want him to carry that around. That's not fair. Okay, let's pause just for a quick second here and we'll be right back with Dr. Lauren Barrow. And now a message from your dog. Every day with you is like a day at the beach. And I want as many beach days as possible. I want to run and sniff and find a good stick to carry. I want to roll in the grass and warm my belly in the sun. I want to walk with you, run with you, sleep with you, eat with you. And when I eat with you, I want Everpup. The green grassy beef liver spiked smell wakes my senses. You may not realize this, but it tastes like homemade gravy, especially when you wet it. It infuses any food you give me with health and life and vibrancy. I can feel it. Everpup traveling to every cell in my body, nourishing each one. Does it roll back time? Of course not. Not really. But it helps me feel like I'm on top of the world. 
I'm so glad you're giving it to me every day. Because every day I'm so glad to be with you. I'm so grateful to be your dog and for the ever pup you give me. So now that you know what your dog wants, get Everpup, the ultimate dog supplement. Everpup is available in select pet shops and on Amazon. But to get the best price possible, join the Everpup Club at everpupclub.com, where you'll get your first jar for just $8 with free shipping anywhere in the U.S. Go to everpupclub.com and use the discount code DPN. That is everpupclub.com. Everpup every day. If your dog has cancer, you need to get a copy of the best-selling animal health book, The Dog Cancer Survival Guide. Because no matter what you've heard, there are always steps that you can take to help your dog fight and maybe even beat cancer. At nearly 500 pages, this comprehensive guide is your complete reference for practical, evidence-based strategies that can optimize the life quality and longevity of your dog. It's written by two of the most respected names in dog cancer, full-spectrum veterinarian Damian Dressler and veterinary oncologist Susan Ettinger. With the Dog Cancer Survival Guide, you'll learn everything that you need to know about conventional treatments, surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation, including how to reduce their side effects. You'll also discover the most effective non-conventional options, including nutraceuticals and supplements and diet, as well as mind-body medicine. What I love most about this book, which I've used with my own dog, Kanga, when she was diagnosed with cancer, is how to analyze the options and develop a specific plan for your own dog based on your dog's type of cancer and your dog's age, your financial budget, as well as your personality. You can get the Dog Cancer Survival Guide wherever books are sold, but if you get it direct from the publisher, you will save 10% when you use the offer code, especially for listeners of this podcast. Just go to dogcancerbook.com, and when you check out, use the promo code PODCAST, and you will save 10%. The website again, dogcancerbook.com, and use the promo code PODCAST to save 10%. I want to let you know about an important newsletter. It's called Dog Cancer News. Now, with a name like that, it is not for everyone. But if your dog has cancer, you will want to subscribe. That's because every issue features articles that will be helpful, such as low-carb dog cancer diet recipes, new clinical trials, financial resources to help pay for cancer care, information on supplements, and lots of other helpful info that your veterinarian may not know or have the time to share with you. Also, when you subscribe to Dog Cancer News, you will get a weekly update on the topics covered on this podcast, along with links and resources. So how much does Dog Cancer News cost? Well, today, you can subscribe for free. It's our gift. For a limited time, you can get a full year subscription for free. No strings attached. Just go to this website to sign up for the newsletter now, dogcancernews.com. It takes less than 10 seconds to subscribe, and it is totally free. Do it now at dogcancernews.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back with Dr. Lauren Barrow. So what do you think the odds are that this bladder mass, he said three and a half centimeters by two centimeters in the trigone area that's impeding the dog's ability to urinate, what do we think it's going to come back? Do you think it's going to come back as a TCC diagnosis, gut feeling? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. The age aside and breed aside, everything else points to TCC. I looked it up before on Veterinary Information Network. They said that more than half or up to 70% of bladder tumors, so bladder mass of any sort in a dog, is a TCC. They also tend to grow near the trigone, which is right the little point where the urine comes out. And I think the BRAF test is a good follow-up to try and confirm that. It will come up positive, I think, 85% accuracy. Is that right? I think. Yeah. I don't have it in front of me, but something like that. We have an article. We'll put a link. Okay. (laughs) But yeah. The links are saving me. Oh, the links are so great, right? We have all (laughs) of these- I can remember numbers after work. (laughs) Right. We have all of these amazing articles written by you and other veterinarians on our team that have done the research and write it down so all of us can remember accurately, have a place to go look it up. Yeah. Thank goodness. So without my crystal ball in front of me, I would say probably. It probably is. Yeah, probably. So then what are we looking for in terms of, he wants to know, what are his chances of long-term survival with TCC? So long-term can be a loaded question. Yeah, what does that mean? I tend to compare dog cancer stuff to human cancer stuff. And long-term survival in the human world is... 5, 10, 50 years. Like if this is the equivalent of a one-year-old dog being a human, what's that? Like five, seven, 10, mm-hmm. a child getting cancer, long-term survival for that child is going to be you know, 50, 80 years. We're not going to get that in the dog because we don't. And it's not fair. So if you're trying to evaluate long-term survival with most cancers, I think most of us would agree. I'd be pretty happy to get couple years, maybe. And I think you ask a hundred different people, you'll get a hundred different answers as to what's a good long-term survival. And that's the tragedy of your dog's youth having cancer versus a 10 or a 15-year-old dog having cancer is all of that lost life years. So when he asked long-term survival for his one-year-old, I wonder what that means to him. Is he asking can we kick it and live a normal lifespan? I would be really surprised. I think there's a pretty good chance no. Could we get a long enough survival time to have some really good months and 
if we're lucky and kind of aggressive with it, a couple of good years. Sure. I think that we've got some really good options these days. I think it depends on if it's spread or not. I think it's worth looking into. I would, again, go to the oncologist, always plug in for them (laughs) because Mm -hmm. there's so many different variables in there. And ironically, the fact that he's young and otherwise healthy, and I assume doesn't have other concurrent illnesses, maybe will help him be a little bit stronger and he can, you know, exceed expectations with the treatment because the data that we have maybe isn't that great because this type of tumor is fairly aggressive, but that's also an average, a mean, a median, whatever you're looking at. Mm -hmm. That's not everybody. So there's always hope there as long as there's hope there. So that's an excellent point that statistics don't apply to individuals ever. So whatever number you're hearing is not actually your dog's number. Your dog's number is what you will find out. Right. And also dogs don't read textbooks or studies. That's why we love them. (laughs) That's part of the reason I keep my dogs around. So this is a really horrible, sad situation that Patrick and his family, and they're going to have to deal with and, you know, balance your, your heart and your mind with this whole situation. And it's going to suck sometimes, but... Go out there, get your answers, get your information, see what the BRAF tests, cystoscopy. The other thing is, you know, yeah, it's probably TCC, but probably isn't 100% either. So let's get the info. Let's see what happens. That's what I would say. One step at a time. Well, Dr. Lauren Barrow, thank you so much for joining us today and taking Patrick's question. We so appreciate your heart and your insights. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's always fun to talk to you guys. And thank you, listener, for listening, and also to Patrick, of course, for giving his question. We always appreciate listener questions because they help us make good shows for other dogs. Dog cancer is not a fun subject, but when we do what we can to help people understand more, we're shining a little light in that darkness, and that's what you can do right now by calling our listener line and asking a question we can use as a future show. Now, you can ask any question, including ones that you had at the beginning of your cancer journey that were answered, but you think other people would also like to know. Call 808-868-3200, and maybe we'll use your question in a future show. That's it from all of us here at Dog Podcast Network. I'm Molly Jacobson, wishing you and your dog a very warm aloha. Thank you for listening to Dog Cancer Answers. If you'd like to connect, please visit our website at dogcancer.com. Or call our listener line at 808-868-3200. And here's a friendly reminder that you probably already know. This podcast is provided for informational and educational purposes only. It's not meant to take the place of the advice you receive from your dog's veterinarian. Only veterinarians who examine your dog can give you veterinary advice or diagnose your dog's medical condition. Your reliance on the information you hear on this podcast is solely at your own risk. If your dog has a specific health problem, contact your veterinarian. Also, please keep in mind that veterinary information can change rapidly. Therefore, some information may be out of date. Dog Cancer Answers is a presentation of Maui Media in association with Dog Podcast Network. Is artificial intelligence going to change veterinary medicine? Well, it already has. 
right now on Dog Cancer Answers, we're speaking with Dr. Kelly Deal of Morris Animal Foundation about how AI is impacting veterinary research and the practice of medicine itself. That's on Dog Cancer Answers. Get it wherever you get your podcasts or at dogcancer.com slash podcast.